Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Auric. So today we're doing a, a little mini episode, but before we get into that, we have to do our Patreon sound off, which I believe is your job, Ulrich. Oh, it's my job. Okay. Well, as we start every episode, we start by thanking the people that, you know, actually want to give us money to make this little project week to week. Pam Galley, Marky, Orion McCann, and Chris Chipman. Now, 25 cents an episode, that's a dollar a month. I don't know. I've been giving this speech so much, I don't know what else to say. Give us money. Well, at least you're honest about it. So, <laughs> outside of our money mongering, or whatever you want to call it, today we're doing a little buckler on video games, but particularly on video games adapted to more passive mediums like television and movies and the like. Yeah, I think it's fair with the wild success that we've seen from Castlevania that I think it's fair to say there's a couple video games we could think of that I think it's fair to say would make good movies or not movies, TV shows rather. By the way, I'm still sick, so... That explains why there might be some uh, weirdness coming from my voice to all the listeners. Anyway, so really, I'm on the side of the the argument that most of the time doing an adaptation of a video game is pointless. Well, maybe not pointless, but it, it's kind of backwards. It's like... It's not going to end well nine times out of ten. It's not that necessarily. It's that you're taking... You have to take away something. Video games, by their very nature, are an interactive medium. By adapting them into a passive story, you are taking away said interactivity. It's like if there's a television show, it's a really good television show, and you decide to adapt it into a radio show. Like, you can do that, but you're taking away something, you know? Yeah, and maybe someday we'll do an episode talking about why we keep trying to make video games into movies, but that's not what we're here for today. I'm more interested in turning other things into video games, but... Yeah, so, that'd, be, that'd be a fun conversation to have too, but another time, another topic. So the real question then is, when you turn a video game into a movie or a television show, what is it you want? What, what do you want out of it? Why is it uh, an endeavor to follow in the first place? Well, in my personal experience, is sometimes you just want to see more of the world that you didn't get through the video game. You get a broader scope. That's typically what I think should be your goal when making video game movies. So we can accept, for sake of argument, that just having another video game would be a better solution, but we'll put that to the side for now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, well, Warcraft, which I enjoy as a movie, I'm not a World of Warcraft fan, I'm an old school Warcraft fan. I thought that was really cool because I got to see the world visualized in a way that I don't know if you could necessarily do the same way. I liked Warcraft. I thought it was a fine movie. I debated about saying could almost be a TV show, but I feel the lore has become so dense it would have to go on for 30-some seasons. Well then, we've talked about a bit before, but it sounds like you're saying that the you think the main reason why video annotations don't work is just trying to cram is the basic problem with adaptations of any kind. You adapt a television show or a book, and generally it's the time period. It's why, say, adapting Avatar was a terrible idea, right? Oh, yeah. Or adapting Aragon was a, a bad idea. Things like that. Yeah, I would also say that not as often, but one of the big problems is that the fans of the video games become upset if you aren't adapting directly from the video game. I call this the Resident Evil effect. Uh, I suppose, but aren't the Resident Evil movies somewhat popular? 
They are and they aren't. Like, this is everyone's go-to example of bad video game movies, and it always is the same. You know, Alice isn't even in the video game for all these people, which I honestly think is the movie's strength, is it's like, do you know the Resident Evil lore? So... I personally think that the reason why video game adaptations fail to work, other than the fact that you're taking away from the interactiveness, which is super important to how a video game is enjoyed, but if we're just trying to adapt a narrative, a lot of the times they miss out on what is the point of the game, or at least what is the selling point. They focus on entirely the wrong things, because usually they're adapted by people who don't know or care about the source material, right? Yeah. So, example, we've had a number... Actually, one of my favorite examples is the Street Fighter movie, which was an American-made movie and decided to cast a French actor as he's the Belgian. American... He's Belgian? Oh. The, the okay. muscles from Brussels? I don't know much about Jean-Claude Van Damme, apparently. I admit it. But anyway, point is, they cast a Belgian actor as the most American fictional character ever and then also recast him as the main character for Street Fighter. The kind of forgetting that you know ryu and his whole thing is more important to the actual story in street fighter but more so they kind of blanded up most of the people in that movie fighting games for for instance the big main selling point a lot of the times is the characters how different they are like how interesting i mean i didn't get into street fighter for instance until super street fighter 4 introduced jury han I needed a character to really latch on to. So if you're going to adapt a fighting game, that adapting your characters is like the most important thing. In fact, I'd argue that make a story that's really simple and just let you get to show off the characters. Don't try to overcomplicate things, you know? Yeah, but do you think if they, let's say they backed a truckload of money up to a director of your choice and said, we want you to make Street Fighter into a series, do you think it could work? As a series? Yeah, yeah. sure. I would... I'd prefer it as a movie. I think Street Fighter is simple enough that I'd only want like a tight 90-minute movie, but you could do it as a series, I suppose. I don't know. See, Castlevania has more inclined me towards video games should be TV series because then they can be episodic and you can kind of play around. And I think, well, Street Fighter could go either way. Well, it depends entirely on the product. Like, for instance, I was thinking the other day about Mass Effect. Mass Effect would make a perfect show, like a long-form show, where uh, yeah. first season has this season-long arc about trying to get Saren, who's like the big villain, but every episode deals with some other, like, all right, we're later on this planet looking, and here's the problem we deal with here, and we brought these people from the ship. You've got crew interactions, which are... Because, again, that that would, in that case, be latching onto what is actually enjoyable about Mass Effect, which is the characters, the character interactions, the kind of choices that are made. And you could put that into a show, and you need the time to make that work. But in Street Fighter, right, all you need is the tight amount of time in order to have, like, a tournament arc, right, which is all you really should do, just make a tournament movie, and have a few great fights, have a very basic story, and just have really good characters, get good actors and good effects, and it, it would not be that complicated. Anybody jump to mind on who you'd cast or like who would direct this? I would want to, well, for director, I'd want someone who has an eye particularly for action. So this would be the kind of thing, like maybe the guy who directed The Raid and those, you know, that style of movie. I You need something fast-paced and kinetic. Yeah, and also The Raid's a great example because The Raid is a 
is a really simple story. A bunch of cops trapped in a building run by drug lords, drug lords turn the tenants against them. That's the extent of the complication. Watch it unfold. I want the same thing with Street Fighter. Give me a really simple story, a bunch of people showing up to be in a tournament. Maybe a little side story about Ryu and his master and Akuma and like M. Bison's just holding the tournament because he's looking for a new body to possess. It's not hard. Just make it very simple and then just let the characters interact and explode and fight. Yeah, yeah. So that one, well, when we went at Mortal Kombat, you think Mortal Kombat's maybe a bit too complicated? Because I think Mortal Kombat, in my personal opinion, may be more, not popular, but more in the cultural psyche than Street Fighter. I First of all, I disagree with you. I think that, especially if you pay attention to the fighting game you know, See, fighting game's a whole other thing. I'm talking just go Joe off the street. Are they going to go see a Street Fighter movie or are they going to go see a Mortal Kombat movie? I think Street Fighter is more well-known, especially because Street Fighter invented the combo. It is like the grandfather of fighting games and being a whole world kind of thing. It's I think it's got more cultural presence than Mortal Kombat. Not a whole lot more, admittedly. Mortal Kombat got a lot of popular, let's call information spread because of the controversies it stirred up. That's the main reason why it became well-known in the popular psyche, but I wouldn't say it beats out Street Fighter. Well, let us know in the comments, because I really am curious what the average person thinks, like their toss-up. Me, I'm a Mortal Kombat guy, but I know I am not the average Joe. Now, as for a movie, no, I say Mortal Kombat does not need to be any more complicated either. It's even more so built around, it's literally the lore is built around running a tournament. In fact, that first Mortal Kombat movie is not great. But it's not terrible either, and the structure is there to make uh, really it solid. It, it, uh, it is not ageful. Slagathor loves that movie, and I will admit the theme song still kicks all sorts of ass. But Here's it's so thing. goofy. That movie understands what it's trying to do, which is set up the tournament, set up the rules, now give us a series of fights. The downside it had is that it wasn't rated R, because if you're going to do Mortal Kombat, one of the main draws is obviously how brutal it is so you need to make Mortal Kombat rated R, obviously. But the basic structure of that movie is exactly what I'd want for a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, I don't know. Now, my go-to if you're going to back a truckload of money up to a director's door and say, "Hey, make this video game property into either a a movie or b a TV show," and I think it would work in either form, is Wolfenstein. Well, okay. For the record, I wasn't saying Street Fighter be my choice. I was just giving that as an example. Well, no, I, I get what you mean. So Wolfenstein, okay, go ahead. I mean, Nazis, anytime, any excuse to kill Nazis, right? And when I say Wolfenstein, I'm talking the Bethesda reboot more so than the original, because I think the Bethesda reboot has really leaned into the off-the-wall insanity that was Wolfenstein originally. I mean, we had Mecha Hitler as the final boss. Hmm, obviously. And I think Overlord was already almost there. I kind of wish they had veered away a bit from the zombies and more into super soldiers, mechs, crazy guns. I think it would just be a fun, dumb, gory as hell action movie or an incredibly, like, if you did it, not seriously, but if you didn't shy away from the wartime atrocities and the nasty stuff, you would have a really good TV show, I think. Well, like, let's get, we'll get real for a moment. If you've studied any amount of World War II history, you know the weird human experiments the Nazis were doing to, you know, people and the horrible stuff that was going on. And I think it'd make an incredible show if, you know, one minute you're having this big, fun, cool action fight with laser guns and robots, and then you kick down a door and it is some Cronenbergian 
body horror experiments going on. And it's all kind of tied to, yeah, stuff like this was happening because I feel people need reminded that Nazis are bad. Nazis are always bad. Nazis are never good. Mm, horrifying. Yeah. And that's why this could work as a fun, dumb action flick or a, a great show that kind of draws people in with the, oh, cool, a giant steam-powered Tesla cannon robot. That's awesome. Followed by, oh, oh, those are people. And, oh, that's, that's disgusting. And get controversy going. And people going, yeah, you know, that's actually based on real events. Oh, that's got a bit dark all of a sudden. Let's go back to something fun. So I, I do love the idea of a Street Fighter movie. We've already seen many attempts at making fighting game movies fail. Now, obviously, I'd like to make one that worked for the reasons I mentioned earlier. But if I'm going to see any game turn into a movie, I'd want to choose one whose narrative, I think, should be shared amongst people who aren't normally into video games as a way to expose them to how a video game narrative can be just as artistic, just as highbrow, if not more so than a you know conventional narrative. So for instance, if I'm going to choose a movie, I would probably choose the original God of War. Kratos's story oh. in that game is kind of a perfect Greek tragedy. Now, ignoring everything that comes afterwards, basically several games of destroy his character and do terrible, terrible things that make me really mad, followed by you know last year's awesome game that redeems him. But just that first original God of War story of the Spartan who loses everything and then tries to just get a semblance of peace only to not even get that because the gods have other plans for him. It's he is literally a perfect Greek tragedy. And I feel like his story would be very well appreciated by the kind of audience that normally would, would write him off as a violent power fantasy of video gamers. Well, he was, but you said stripped down to the base core components, and that could work. I could I could see that. Well, I would say that in the follow-up games, especially God of War 3, he became much more that. But in that first game, he's meant to be a tragic figure, and he is. <laughs> so why not just do the, go with the most modern, the most recent uh, God of War? Because that recent God of War works in a large part because of the weight of what comes before it. And doing that in you know, a first movie would not be, I think, a good idea. Instead, yeah. I'd set it up to do just one movie. I'd actually ignore all the awesome. I'd tell the original God of War story as it was originally intended, where it ends with him just becoming the God of War and the story there. Don't make it a franchise. Just one, probably about two-hour movie. All right. Well, then... I'm going to throw one out that I think would be perfect series and kind of ties back to our original point. I would love to see a resistance, you know, the fall of man video game that we've talked about multiple times on this podcast in this, a similar art style to Castlevania. And I think the best way to do it is you make it an anthology. Like you tell it from different perspectives all across, you know, Europe as this war was raging on and you drop off the lore that they added in the second and third one because they really overexplained the chimera and it's kind of dumb and it was more fun when they were you know horrifying monsters okay but problem number one i love resistance i do but uh, nathan hale is a boring generic character well, we're we not doing? telling it from his perspective well do we have him at all no we're just taking the world that you know of resistance where the chimera are boiling over you know all over europe and you tell stories from like a soldier from high command from a scientist from civilians you do an 
like a whole all over anthology of just various stories. You get a couple of different directors and you do it in that really nice art style that Castlevania did with the gore ramped up to the same levels. Okay. I think it would be awesome. Although I feel like – personally, I don't feel like it is necessarily appropriate for Castlevania style. I have a hard time imagining it, but I think I see what you're talking about. The anthology idea I think works, certainly. But I feel like Resistance being a you know World War story would actually be better suited to live actors. So That could also work, but my mind immediately jumps to all those special effects would be either A – look god-awful because it'd be cheap CG. Or if you handed it to Del Toro and you said Del Toro gets to do all the creatures, then it could work. But I just don't think the creatures could work in live action. I mean, I suppose, but I think that I've seen alien prosthetics that can look very good. So that's just my opinion. But also, I'm the kind of person that, you know, the level of how good an effect is is not a huge deal breaker or maker for me. I mean, I watch Star Trek and most of, the yeah. time, most of the time you can tell that it's a prosthesis, but the acting and the scenarios are so good that it doesn't matter. I don't think about them as actors wearing prosthesis, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to lean a bit into the horror element, so they need to look real because you need to be afraid of them. I mean, that would kind of be the underpinning whole thing of this show is the fear that these people feel and the hopelessness they feel fighting these monsters. And if you've noticed the parallels I've drawn to my original one, good for you. You get a gold star. So that's your choice for a series, Resistance, or is it Wolfenstein? Uh, Wolfenstein is my movie choice. I think it would be great for a movie. Uh, Resistance is my choice for a TV series. Now, if I'm following the same philosophy that if we're going to make a passive kind of thing, then it has to be for a purpose of like introducing an audience that otherwise wouldn't be part of it to what's great about video games. Then for a series, I'd want something because we're going to get more time, right? So I'd want something that introduces an audience to what video game writing for characters can be as opposed to narrative. Because God of War's movie would be all about showing, hey, we can do you know classic Greek tragedy in video games too. Check out the movie version, and maybe you'll go play the game. So in a show, similar thing, except now we're going to look at how characters are written. And I'm going to go back to what I said before, which is if I had all the money in the world, because I would need all the money in the world to make this work, it would be Mass Effect. Probably a three-season show. That's three it. Three seasons? Only three seasons. Each season, 12 episodes. Maybe. I wouldn't want it any longer than that. So with each season of the show taking place roughly concurrently with the appropriate game. So first game in season one, second game, season two, third game, season three. Simple as that. I'd probably want to cast. So one of the big problems with doing something like that, though, is that you've got a main character whose entire point is that it's the player, right? Uh I was about to ask how you're going to work around the shepherd dilemma. So there's a few different ways to work around it. The first way I would think is to just go with what is widely accepted as the most mm, most commonly accepted version of Shepard, which would be a female Shepard with like red hair, you know, roughly around like, you know, her chin and who's mostly a paragon, but kind of a badass. There's that or there's don't cast a Shepard at all because this is trying to tell the Mass Effect story, right? But instead... Take the most popular characters from the side, which would be like Garrus and Tali and Liara, make them our primary main characters, along with, say, you know, because it's 
got to have humans in there. So just have like Caden and uh, Ashley together, maybe. But point is that the point of the show would be to get to spend time with these really well-written characters, right? You could do the same thing with like a Dragon's Dogma show. That might actually be a better, or not Dogma, sorry, not Dragon's Dogma, um, Dragon Age, sorry. (laughs) But uh, Dragon Age, because that might actually work better because then you could just do a lot of the same kind of stuff Game of Thrones does, considering it's very classic fantasy. Yeah, no, I think that could also work. I thought about that uh, for this show, but kind of a similar problem with the Warcraft one. There's, well, I don't know. Well, is the lore so the, as big a stumbling block, do you think? No, I think the point, because again, the point of these shows wouldn't be about the lore. The The draw would be, this would be a character ensemble, which would be like, kind of like watching old, you know, Trek, like uh, like Next Generation. Like, it, for instance, if we stick with the Mass Effect, right, concept, on our first season, we've got a main cast that includes, you know, Tali, the the young Corian who's out on her, you know, journey with Garrus, who's basically space Clint Eastwood, Liara, the like naive researcher as our, our main trio. But then you still get people like Rex, the you know, the bad. Now that's a prosthesis that would again, I need all the money in the world. Mass Effect could probably work in uh in the Castlevania style because they've already done animated movies for it. So I'd be fine with that. But point is that the the purpose of the show would be to spend more time with these characters, watching them interact and be part of each other's lives and watching them go through the most familiar beats from the games. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, we both listed a TV show and a movie. I, I suppose. This is a really tough discussion, again, because I feel like at the basis of my philosophy, we should be adapting in the other direction, generally speaking, but it's only because people, the, the interactiveness of games, I think, turns off some people who don't want to be essentially quizzed before getting, you know, the rest of a narrative, which is essentially what the, what games can do sometimes, <laughs> but that interactivity is important, right? So yeah. anyway, until we, I think we can get things like Bandersnatch, I guess, where it's kind of an interactive movie. So yeah, it was more video game, I thought, but. We've talked about that one, I think. Anyway, there are many layers to how far we can go into this discussion. There are many more possible adaptations that could work for various reasons. We could go into ways we could fix ones that already exist. I don't know. There's a lot of things we could talk about. If you're interested in any of this, if this discussion was at all interesting, then you, you know, let us know down below yeah. in the thing. Leave a comment. We'll be sure to get back to you. Yep. So... If you're listening to us on YouTube, well, first of all, thank you. But for future reference, you can listen to us on SoundCloud where you can download us and there's no ads. And if you listen to us enough there, then SoundCloud will consider us real boys and we can get perks and stuff. So anyway, we're heading out. So this has been Axel Wright. And Lord Commander Auric. Be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay honorable.